Thank you for tuning in to Our Black Voices Matter. We can't remain silent. We must speak up. So let the conversation begin. Hey, what up, world? It's your man, D. Lewis, from the Urban Green Room Podcast. I want to thank my man, Keith, for reaching out to me um, and allowing me to join his uh, podcast and answer a few questions that might be going on in uh, some people's minds. Uh, question one, what are my thoughts um, on the murders of Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd? I think I felt what just about every black person in this country felt, um, that being angry, hurt, um, wondering why does this continue to happen even though we continue to get evidence or what appears to be evidence in our minds of targeting, brutality, and the marginalization of black and brown people in this country. So I was, I was extremely upset and hurt and with these in particular you know they were in such rapid succession of each other you know it's it's becoming so frequent today that we can't even heal you know as a community in between these events because they've become so prevalent right now and so that anger, that despair, that distrust, that hurt, that pain, it, it just continues to build. And it gets worse and worse with every situation like this that our community faces. It doesn't get any easier. We never get numb to this happening because we all know it should not be happening. And it's only happening in our communities. So that's, that's kind of how I feel about those situations. Honestly, I couldn't even finish the, the George Floyd joint. I couldn't. It was, it was too much. It was too emotional. I couldn't sit through the whole thing. It, it, it seemed like the same movie. I seen it before already. You know what I mean? I, I just didn't want to see it that way again. You know, a black man having to beg for his life. You know, with a white police officer with his knee on his fucking neck and his hands in his pockets like he don't give a fuck about whatever's about to happen. Um, I guess that's what I'm going to leave that right there. I'm going to leave it right there.
you know, question number two, am I for peaceful protest or tear slash burn this place down protesting and why? Um, I think, I think you need both at some point. Um, we've, nah, fuck that. At this point, I'm for tear this motherfucker down and let's rebuild it. And I'll tell you why I'm going to say that because we've done that already. We've tried the docile approach. We've tried the turn the other cheek approach. And it's not like, I mean, I can't say we haven't gotten anywhere. That would be an unrealistic statement. Yeah, we have made some progress. But damn it, it's 2020 and we haven't made enough. You know, at some point, the oppression, the marginalization, the racism, the discrimination, it has to stop. At some point, we got to get to where we're just saying, you know what? Enough is enough. And this is what we are willing to do as a people to gain our rights and we're not even talking about special rights we're talking about civil rights think about that civil rights the right to be a human being in this country that's what the fuck we're still fighting for so yeah i'm kind of at the point where i'm a little sick of the we're going to march down the street and sing hymns and praise God and hope that he hear our despair and swoop down and fix everything. I'm, I'm pretty much at the point where I'm done with that. I mean, think about this country's history. How'd this country get started? It didn't start by turning the other cheek. You know, it didn't start with docile protests. Nah, it was a fucking revolution. They got tired of Britain and they shit. And they said, you know what? We deserve better. We're going to take what's ours. But they tend to leave that part out. When you start talking about fighting for equal rights in this country today. This country started with a fucking revolution. It started with the terror and burn down philosophy of the system at the time. So yeah, I'm definitely for that approach at this point. I don't see any other way because we can't seem to get enough political power in this country to, to really make a change, you know, to make a change enough to make a difference to where we can just have the right to fucking live and be treated the same as everyone else. I say burn the shit down. Let's do it. Let's move on from that, I guess. Question three. What's my thoughts on generational trauma and the effects it has on our mental health and well-being? Yeah, I do. I do believe that there is generational trauma in this country. There's been generational trauma in this country for the past 
500 years at least um, for the black community, 500 for Native American communities at least. Um, the difference being is that the Native Americans at some point, they at least were recognized. They at least, you know, kind of, there was the attempt made to rectify them financially speaking anyway. Um, but as far as our community, the black communities across this country still continue to suffer from generation after generation after generation of inequality that brings economic despair, that brings the, what do they call it now, the financial gap that we have in this country between white folks and black folks. We're still feeling the effects of that. And generation after generation, it just gets compounded because nothing changes. The despair worsens because of what? Inflation go up, taxes go up, but our income ain't going up as a community. But all the things, the essential things we need to survive continue to rise in price. So what do we got? What do we got in our communities to hang our hats on? How are we going to get ahead? It's tough. We can't. It seems that way anyway. It seems we can't get ahead when we're in that situation. So what do we do? We turn to what they did give us. You know? They pump our neighborhoods full of drugs. And then they increase the mandatory minimum sentences just for the drugs that are prevalent in our neighborhoods. In turn, we have the last three, four generations of black communities that have been decimated as far as our families and communities are concerned. It's had a terrible effect on our communities. And I'm a proponent at this point in my life for sure that if you are black in this country, on some level, you do need some type of mental healing. I do think we need therapy as black Americans in this country. The things that we go through are not normal. Normal people do not have to go through this. When I say normal people, I'm saying the rest of the civilian population in this country does not have to go through the things that our young black men and women have to go through on a daily basis. We don't see the trauma because we're right in the middle of it, you know, and we've become accustomed to it, unfortunately, you know, so we don't even realize the fact that we do need healing and we do need therapy mentally to be able to grasp what the situation really is for us and our people. Or do you think that the uh, police should be defunded? Cut the law enforcement budgets? Yeah, absolutely. All we've ever done in this country and the black community is, is 
increase police budgets. They've gone up and up and up and up every year. Every, every, every damn year. And what is it doing? It's just giving the police more. It's giving them more resources to oppress us. It's giving them more resources to be able to control us in our environments. Why they don't need some of that funding. And I and if I have to hear one more white person talk about defunding the police means getting rid of all the police, I swear I might slap the hell out of one of them. Because that just doesn't make sense. Nobody's saying that. What we're saying is cut some of that funding and redirect it to things that are really going to make a difference in these communities. Like school and education, health care, mental health, housing, jobs. Those are the things that are going to rebuild our communities and thus cut down on the crime in our neighborhoods. That's going to cut down on the despair that our people feel on a daily basis. Our kids don't even have recreational centers to go to. All of that shit's getting cut. Yet the police budget continues to increase. It's a vicious circle. Do you see it? You keep cutting the funding for the community. The crime increases. Now we need to increase the police budget because we want to put more police out on the street. It's fucking ridiculous. For decades, studies have shown, you know what? If we give people the resources they need to live adequately, crime goes down. It makes perfect sense to me. But our politicians in power don't see it that way. Why? Because they they the ones that built the fucking system that keep us the way we are. So, of course, they're not going to want to defund. What are they going to run their political campaign on? Fucking law and order. Okay. Let's move on. Last question. Have I personally experienced any form of racism or police harassment? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've experienced both of those for basically majority of my life. Just like any other black man or woman in this country or person of color. Um, I guess I shouldn't say every one of us, but certainly I'm willing to say 95 to 98 percent. Definitely. Um, but like I say, when we're in, I mean, I'm what I'm in my 40s right now. So you become accustomed to it. You just it's just the way things are. You know, that's what we tell ourselves. That's what we have to tell ourselves to continue to get by, continue to move on. You know, so. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at mentally, where I've been mentally for quite some time now. So. You know, I hope we can keep the conversation going. You know, I hope we don't have to resort to violence, you know, or wars just to get what's humanly owed to us. 
but I'm not I'm not gonna shy away from it anymore either. So I guess that's where I'm at, y'all. Thanks for your time. Again, I'm D. Lewis with the Urban Green Room Podcast. Peace.